Hi everybody, David Donaldson here with another episode of Entrepreneurial Impact here along with my partner Joe Martin. Say hi Joe. What's going on everybody? We are going to bring to you guys an interesting conversation. So Joe and I, as we touched on the past, uh, Joe's an avid reader. So uh, through Joe, I've learned to become an avid reader. I've probably read more books in the last two years than I've read in the last 20, but that's a that's a good thing. Yeah, you were forced into it. I got, I, got it. Absolutely, it was voluntold. <laughs> Uh, but I, I tell you what, like if you want to have intelligent conversations with intelligent people, you have to educate yourself. Uh, so I, I, I appreciate and I love that aspect of our dynamic and what we've been doing. Uh, we're, we're, for those of you that are watching this, I don't know if anybody actually watches us. I'm not quite sure. But I'm holding a rather large book. Well, we definitely have uh, faces for radio. We do have the face for radio. I, I'm holding a really large book here. Okay. This, this book is, my goodness. This uh, this is 600 pages, Joe. You can count that high. This no, I can read. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is 600 pages. We're, we're reading a book called Principles by Ray Dalio, and Ray Dalio is a an economist. Economist. Okay, talk. He economics. opened up a hedge fund. Thank you. Yeah, he was a hedge fund in uh, on New York City. The the cool part about his um. Bridgewater Capital that he opened was that he did it on his own. He he didn't have any backing. He literally started from he bootstrapped it up. Well, he did it twice. He did, and the cool part was he just did it on his own. So like when you think about entrepreneurial impact and whatnot, one of the coolest parts about his book is this guy is a venture capitalist with Bridgewater Capital and did it on his own. He literally started up on his own and took took it. What I and this is what I would just you guys were like oh they're talking about things that are over my head already I'm going to be clear this is so far over my head from an economic standpoint which but it falls right into Joe's wheelhouse but this really is not that this is a business book this is foundational fundamental learning and that's what we're going to talk about today he really did an amazing job outlining a five step process to working through and growing your business your personal life, your professional life. And that's kind of what we wanted to touch on today. Some of us may call it moving from E to P, entrepreneurial to purposeful. He calls it a five-step process to having clear goals. Yeah, I think what's cool about this book is Ray Dalio's at the, like, the, uh, the, the sunset years, let's call it that. And uh, the yeah. book itself is like a, almost like a memoir. He starts out with like his journey to like how he built out Bridgewater Capital. Uh, but then he goes into the principles of life and business that he, like, holds true. So the whole thing is basically him taking all his thoughts, experiences, and, and writing them down and just sharing, like, it, it goes from life to business to, pro like, leadership to management, hiring, like, failures, everything under the sun. And uh, I put Ray Daly on the same bucket as, like, Warren Buffett when it comes to, like, business practices just because um, he's just a really insightful leader and, uh, it's really cool to understand, like, you know, I'm big on the fact that history repeats itself just with different people. So let's just figure out what, yeah. what has worked in the past and just apply it to the future, right? Um, so those of you, like, this this section that, like, uh, Dave and I want to talk about was really about goals. And, you know, when you look at different trainings, different books, different manual, whatever you want to call it, there's all kinds of different ways to think about goals. And I thought this was a really interesting way that Ray um, – talked about goal setting and it was basically the five-step process to get what you want out of life right and, yep uh at the end of it you, you have to have a goal to say this is what i want out of life so you have to set some form of goal to say this is what my i want my life to look at uh so i'll just read off like his five step process here is that one is going to have clear goals two is identify and don't tolerate the problems that stand in the way of you achieving those goals accurately diagnose any problems to get at the root cause 
number four is being designed a plan that will get you around them. And then number five is do what's necessary to push through those through those designs so you can get to your results. You know, it, what we'll do is uh, we'll share the links to the book and some of the materials here because it's actually a really cool graph uh, that demonstrates this. That w- when you have goals, it's not a hockey stick curve in growth. It's not a straight line going zero to 100. It's a rocky road, right? So when we talk about the goals, you're going to come across problems or challenges, right? So things start to spin in place for a little while, right? About how do you figure out, how do we transition through them? And when you're looking at goals, if you're how to, how do you prioritize them? I think that's kind of where he kicks off, right? Yeah, I think like what, what Dave's bringing up, when we think about goals, I, I want to start off with this framework of there's an emotional roller coaster that you go through when you start a new idea. Right, so if you think about a new a goal that you've never achieved, it means it's a new idea. You got to do something new. You got to have a plan. Blah blah blah. Well, what happens is the idea when you first start, it's this circle, right? And if you think about like a, a graph, and you start at the bottom left, and eventually the goal is to get to the top right corner of any graph. Well, instead of having a linear thing that Dave brought up as like a hockey stick and just goes straight up from bottom left to top right, it's actually a circle. You actually start here, right? If you, you know, if you, you start at one spot. And what happens is on an emotional journey, you get a little bit of growth, right? And then what happens is something comes out of left field because that's life, right? Something you didn't expect yep. or some challenge that popped up that you didn't think was going to be there. Because, like, there's never been a, a plan that I didn't think was perfect until I implemented it, right? <laughs> the implementation is, in real life is always where people Until Mike Tyson says hi. Yeah, right? <laughs> until you punch in the face. So, But what happens is you get on that path of growth towards that goal and then a hiccup happens and you kind of down tick. Right. And when you hit that downtake, that's kind of the, the problem or the thing you didn't expect to happen. And then what happens is you got to take a little bit more time. You're not moving forward on the goal, but you're down taking a little bit more. You got to spend time designing whatever you need to have built to, to challenge to fix that problem. And then once you have the new design built, you execute and that execution takes into account something you didn't think about. And you actually move forward. You elevate towards your goal. But what happens as you think about every goal that you set you're going to have a challenge you didn't think about. You're going to have to redesign to get around that problem. Then you're going to have to figure out what am I going to, what's that new plan? And then you're going to have to execute. And I think the biggest thing we were thinking about is what's my goal? What's the challenge? What's the design? And then how do I execute through it? And far often what I see in the goals of like having, you know, what you want out of life is that life is not easy. So if you think getting to a goal that very few people have is going to be easy, you're f- just mistaken. <laughs> and my point here is like, how do you have the tenacity to push through, to get through the muck, to be gritty and to say like, my goal matters to me. And just because it's a little tough or a little bit hard, I'm not going to give up. And I think those people that get to the goals of like an amazing life and the things that very few people have, they have a tenacity to push through this, the suck. And I think that's like the cool part about this book was like, hey, here's your goal. And remember, you're gonna have to like bob and weave <laughs> to avoid Mike Tyson. But you actually have to grit through and have the tenacity to finish. Yeah. Understanding that we all have these challenges. Everybody goes through them and, and it's it's how you react, right? Do you buckle? Do you bend? Do you fight? Do you push through like turns? But you don't just do these things out of candor and raw determination. I mean, to a degree you can, but underneath all that, there has to be a plan. Mm-hmm. Right? You have to structure it out. You gotta what I loved is, is he talks about you gotta you gotta communicate. I mean, you got to talk to others. You got to see, talk to others that have been there before, right? Structure plan and listen to others and understand that with an open mind, right? Where I thought I was going to go to had a direction. Mm-hmm. 
Then that direction went off the tracks. So my plan went awry. So how do I get information and who am I going to if, if, if I think I know what best and things went wrong, how do I fix that? You know, I think when you when you talk about that piece, when I talk about a plan, there's a couple things you got to think through on the plan. Like one was, was the plan good, right? And you're never going to fully know. But yeah. I also think on plans, they're like soup, right? Your plan sometimes has to marinate, has to sit, has to kind of like steam up and then boil because you can't just throw the the beef stock in and the bone and the, the vegetables and the potatoes and the salt and pepper all in at once at a hot boil and all of a sudden your soup is done. It's going to take you longer periods of time to marinate. So I think sometimes on your plan is saying, hey, I might have the right goals and blah, blah, blah. Maybe I need to marinate a little bit more. Maybe it takes a little bit more time than I thought it was. But I think when you get to your plan, at some point when you say, you okay, I've, I've put enough time, enough effort, truly, you then have to ask your question, what's the best way? Not the right way, not the wrong way, not my way, maybe not Dave's way, but what's the best way? And I think a lot of people get caught up in this has to be the way yeah. as opposed to being um, fluid enough to recognize this part that Dave put out was really good and this part that I put out was really good. And then I had to go find Marie and I had to go find out you know, Isabel and, and we got this whole thing together. And now I designed this plan to be the best plan that I know right now. And now once I've taken my plan and redesigned it, now I can take action on it. Because typically the reason we don't get to our goal is not because we didn't have a plan or we didn't think through it. It's usually because we didn't take the action necessary to get there. Well, and it's hard to forecast anything that might show up. You may you mentioned having deep deep thought, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, you thought through the process. You kind of you've, you've troubleshooting your brain to what go wrong, but you don't really know till you get on the road, right? So those things surface. So how do you react, right? So you have to identify like, is this a big problem or a small problem? Is it a problem that I need to adre- uh, uh, address now, or is it something that I can, or is that small problem something that I recognize it's small now, but it's going to get larger real soon if I don't take action to it. Yeah, and th- this is that idea of like gangrene, right? Like, hey, if I've got like a gangrene on the tip of my toe and I get dressed, I can lose the tip of the toe, not the whole foot. Yeah. But if you let it sit too long, you might lose momentum, might lose that opportunity and what might, because of how fast our world ev- uh, evolves with technology, you sometimes have a very fast moment in time to take action on an opportunity, otherwise you lose the gateway. And I think that's a lot of times like, and I don't know that there's right an answer to that, Dave. I don't know if there's like an actual clear-cut way to say this is how long it takes, this is what you have to do. It's more like put some thought through it, analyze it, did I think through everything, did I have some trusted advisors give me some advice on it, and then I need to pull trigger and move because perfect action is better than perfect inaction, right? Yeah. You know, I, I think he gets, he gets really good because there, there's a difference between small problems, big problems, and what caused the problems to begin with. Right, so he calls it the root cause, right? So are you addressing the problem and fixing the problem, but maybe taking a step further back and are, are you addressing the cause of the problem? You know, he, he talks about, hey, I don't sleep, so therefore I don't show up to work. I'm not doing putting from my best forward. So is the address that I need to get more sleep to work better in the day to have a better productive day, but did I actually address what was keeping me up in the first place? It's a good point. Right. And I also think that like there's so many nuggets inside of this 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 idea of like the five process to get what you want out of life. The one part that I think is also important around the goal setting is like, are are those goals something that matter to you? And it was really this is not only anything that's in the book, but like are those goals matter? Mm-hmm. 
Because are you just putting on the goals because someone said or because you're keeping up with the Joneses or whatever it may be? Or does that goal even matter? Like going back to your point, like does that goal even matter in the whole scheme of things? Like what's the objective? And I think a lot of times you have to think through like what, how does that goal matter to me? And like if it doesn't matter to me, am I going to want to go through the process of failure, you know, figure out the problem, redesign it and take action again? And I think a lot of us now, like, like, do we do these things as it matters? Is it do it because we've always done it? Or is it doing it because somebody else told me to? And I think that's also matters basically on the fact of him saying that, what do you want out of life? Yep. And do your goals matter to what life you want? Do they matter? Do they measure up? Right? Do you have clear? Look, I think they're... <laughs> Are they meaningful? Right. <laughs> life in general, right, is, is a constant thing. Like, for some people, goals come real easily. Mm-hmm. Right. For others, goals are, are a rapidly changing thing, like not knowing the outcomes of where I want to go or how I got there. That's tricky business. It's not something like I could sit down today and be like, I'm going to set some goals. If you've never done it before, that's a process. That's kind of what this is addressing, saying don't overthink it. Put a plan in place. You're going to have a target. You should, you know, you're going to have a goal, whether it's personal, financial or business growth building a company or just building your own real estate business. Mm-hmm. Right. I just, I think that the goal setting part that like, I think it also goes down to like people and like, if they've never been trained on it or they've never had exposure to it, it's definitely something that's different yet. Um, being able to think through all the challenges and thinking through like, what were the mistakes and what could I learn from it? And being able to move forward to realize that, like, the short-term pain that I'm going through right now through the problems and the redesign and the efforts and the people and all that, like, that that short-term pain matters very little once I get to the long-term outcome of something that I really highly desire. And I think a lot of people need to be able to balance that I'm willing to have this short-term pain in order to benefit from a long-term impact. And I think because of our world, being with like a lot of instant gratification that everyone leans towards instant gratification as short-term wins when those short-term wins actually impede your ability to have a life that you want in the long term. And that's why I think this whole idea of the five-step process to get what you want in life is so important because he's not, he's like, one, do not tolerate the problem. So like I, I had a coach one time say to me like, you know, every one of us needs to vent or complain every so often and get his stuff off your chest. But what she said to me was, you can't complain about what you tolerate. And this this t- yeah. thing was like, you can have problems, identify them, but don't let the problems sit longer than, than they need to be because it doesn't help you. And then you have to get immediately in the feedback loop of redesign it and then have to go execute on it and then be relentless about forcing the outcome. Because most of the time that we don't get to an outcome is solely because of us, not because of some outside factor. You know, I... He talks about being open-minded to the results and to the plan. Mm-hmm. That really kind of resonated with me because you say, like, I'm an open-minded individual, but what does that truly mean? Does that mean I'm going to hear you out, but am I truly hearing what you had to say? In some much to the point that I maybe would allow that to change what I think is right. You touched earlier by saying, hey, you know, I, I have to ask questions of other people that have either been here before or I respect or, or that can help me get out of wherever I'm at. But unless you are truly open-minded about changing or implementing a path or a plan that might be altered mm-hmm. from where you are at, are you truly open-minded? I think when you 
said that, the first thing that came to mind is I say this. Uh, this is like a <laughs> work with me long enough. I'll I'll say this at some point when somebody gets <laughs> frustrated. I'll go. What are you more committed to, the outcome or the actions? So when you're talking about that, like, are you open-minded enough to listen to other people? Or are you already predetermined? Mm-hmm. What I hear in that situation is that you're you've already committed to the path that you want to go down, but that might not get to the outcome. So you're committed to the the action, the how. You're not actually committed to the what. And I think what this is saying is you need to be committed to the what. Don't commit to the how. Be completely open-minded on how you do it, but be viscerally committed to the actual outcome. Like, no matter what, we have to get to the outcome. We have to get to the goal. I'm completely cool blowing up how we get there. I'm completely cool not being the person that actually dictates how we get there. But I'm completely committed to the what. Yeah. I think that's what it's saying to people as you're looking at your goals and how you operate life and business and all that is, like, start questioning how you do things. Don't question your goal. Don't question the commitment. That that's where we got to get. But be completely open to, like, the path to get there. I might say we need to take a bike, and then I realize, no, we got to get a freaking boat out. We've got to get there by a boat, <laughs> right? But, but if I'm trying to get to where I want to go, I don't care if it's a boat or a car or a bike or a motorcycle or whatever. I could care less about the vehicle that gets me there. I'm just trying to get there. You know what's interesting about that is by taking that other influenced path, right, you may also be resolving other problems that were in your way that you didn't even realize that you're now avoiding. Mm-hmm. Right? You could just spend the entire time just a series of curly cues, right? spinning in these circles, making progress all along, but it's taking you a lot longer to get there. But if you're truly open-minded around the plan and getting to your goal with clarity around the goal, you may avoid those other pitfalls that were just waiting to swallow you up. Yeah. And even in that, that's purely like the, the, the circle, right? So, like, those of you are watching on YouTube, like, it starts here. You go up a little bit. Then, like, you hit a problem. It goes down. You got to spend some time redesigning. So, you go down a little bit. But then, eventually, you implement. And, like, your, your start point was here, but you're you're here now. So, even though you're back here redesigning, you're still forward from where you started. And life is a constant curly cue in the top right corners. You're constantly evolving you're constantly hitting a new goal and that new goal causes new challenges which means whatever plan you did back here isn't going to be applicable to the thing that's over here so you constantly have to do this kind of cycle you're making progress but it feels like you're frustrated in this wheel of death but in fact actuality you're still moving to the top right quadrant of the graphic growth it's just a little bit less linear and more circular in its motion and I think it's a very it's a great visual and like how life is. It, it actually is a really it, when you see it. And again, if you so if you guys are looking at either look it up online or look it in the book, it's on page one seventy one. Uh, it calls it his most valued principle, the five step process. So it wouldn't be hard to find this visual and what you see. It, I think you'll kind of understand. So the funny thing is, like, if I look at it, it, actually looks like Charlie Brown's little squirrely yeah. hair on the front of his forehead. Um, but that's kind of what we're talking about here. Is that it's got a start and an end, but in between is a series of traffic jams. Yes. Very well said. (laughs) And I think that's the, I guess the kind of my my thoughts to like wrap up our discussion here is just that remember that growth is messy. Growth is not linear. It's a series of, a series of fail forwards, a series of successes, a series of failures and going backwards. But inevitably, if you're committed to your goals and you're committed to fixing the how to get to the what, inevitably, it's always going to be like, yeah, some crazy journey. But inevitably, if you're committed to always getting past the roadblock, you're going to move forward. 
and you're going to eventually get there. It's just a matter of how long and how fast. You know, and actually, I'm reading a quote here. Uh, as a leader, you have you have to have the influence to make a significant impact on the trajectory of someone's career and in turn transform their entire life. And when we look at our audience and the people that are in a business, whether they are on leadership and running a market center or a brokerage or running a team or a business, think about where you live in your world and how you affect those around you and the influence that you can have and impact them and their life. So when I look at this quote, that's how I'm envisioning it. Where do you fit on that path for them? And are you the person that can provide the influence to help them execute their plan? And with that, thank you for turning into this episode of Entrepreneurial Impact with Dave Donaldson, myself, Joe Martin, and tune in our next episode next week. 